This is the B&J Podcast. Parents, don't let your children listen to this fucking filth. Fucking filth. Fucking filth.
Welcome to the BNJ Podcast. I am Jay. I'm B. And we just heard uh, from Kanga uh, her song Vital Signs off her self-titled album, which is pretty... Really, really good. Fucking extraordinary. Yeah. Um, and they say music is dead. Well, Who's, pop music... Who said so, that? I don't know. Pop music is sort of dead. I only listen to Vaporwave now. What's Vaporwave? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's basically like all the music that we that we listen to with the beats and vocals stripped out. <laughs> so it's just... And, and then the tracks are all like 45 minutes long. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the uh, Coachella lineup came out this week. It, it's It's almost like someone instead of trying to uh, play to artistic hipster cred, wants a show that people will actually pay money to go see. Well, I don't know. I find Beyonce to be very boring. Right, but she is a very big draw. Yeah. And uh, I guess Kendrick Lamar is also... um, But Radiohead... Like, weren't they done, like, ten years ago? No, their last set of shows just sold out in, like, you know, 15 minutes for every show, for every show on their last year. And that last album, the Moonshade Pool album, actually isn't that bad. It isn't um, that good either. Well, it's better than anything else they've done in the last ten years. <laughs> I mean, as, as a group. I've actually, I actually like some of Johnny Greenwood's uh, soundtracks, and uh, some of Tom York's other stuff is actually kind of good, but... Eh. Anyhow. Oh, co- Jimmy, you can't eh Radiohead when, like, you own every shitty Sonic Youth record for, <laughs> like, that 15-year period where they're making out, where their whole idea was, let's make an album that no one wants to listen to. <laughs> well, the funny thing is I actually don't own all of those albums. No, because they're terrible. But there's some really good records it, like, interspersed in there. Like, like Murray Street was good. Uh, Rather Ripped is fucking great, actually. I didn't think that was like. I really like that album. Like, Sonic Nurse wasn't good. The Eternal no. wasn't good. So I don't have those. But, I, I mean, I have Murray Street. I have, the fir- I have the first bad one, New York City, Ghosts and Flowers. Yeah, I don't even remember. Yeah, th- that, that was really bad. But, yeah, and everything before then was pretty good, so. Mostly. There's some, there's some questionable stuff. Okay, a thousand leaves, I guess. Maybe that's that's, our that's first. The, that's the number one. Like that, I would say. Like I, that's the one I'm not really that crazy yeah. about. But I loved Washing Machine. Washing Machine's a fucking great album. It's amazing. I mean, I liked Experimental. Experimental's okay. I don't know. What do, what do you think the best Sonic Youth album is? Sister. Really? By far, Sister. There's no debate about it. It's Sister. Interesting. Their Philip K. Dick album. It's a good, solid pick. I'm also a big fan of the Chicone Youth album. <laughs> um, do you wait? Do you count that as part of Sonic Youth? It has. I mean, you have to because otherwise, it's like because it really is, it is a Sonic Youth album. Yeah. I mean, it's a weird Sonic Youth album, but it's it's definitely a Sonic Youth album. <laughs> Their their Madonna covers are just the but, best. But is yeah. So is Into the Groovy the best cover on that album, or is it Burning Up, or is it what the Robert Palmer one? 
Oh. <laughs> it's fucking great. Like, that song is so good. That cover is so much better than the original. The, the, yeah, the, I mean... Yeah. Yeah. So, uh... Also, Daydream Nation, by the way. Daydream Nation is very, very good. Like, you can't... I just feel like you can't discount that album because it's so important to everyone no, it, who's our age. It, like, it is. It's like the fucking White Album of... Of, of, ni- of early 90s all rock kids. And that's why I sort of deflected because everyone, yeah. whenever anyone talks about Sonic Youth, you talk either about that album or Dirty. And for me, I like I always loved Sister. Sister just... Sister's a really good album, um, which reminds me I need to listen to it again because it's been a really long time. But fucking Daydream's great and... Uh, uh, Confusion and Sex is fucking amazing. Yes. I love that album. Yes, 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 yes. All right. Um, as okay, as we uh, emerge from our nostalgia trip <laughs> into the current year, which none of us want to be in. Yeah. So we'll talk about our escapes. Uh, so both uh, Brendan and I, we escaped town um, for Christmas, and you went to New York City. Woohoo! New York City. Yeah, they have great salsa. <laughs> um, so, what what what, uh, what kind of shenanigans did you get into over there? Um, we ate a lot of really fancy vegan food. Um, because one of my friends works at a really fancy vegan restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, that was it ended up being where my mom uh, and the rest of our family ended up going for uh, you know the big group meal that wasn't Christmas. Uh, which was really nice because there's no way we could have afforded that on our own. <laughs> and then we went to a, another actually pretty pricey restaurant in Brooklyn uh, the next night, which was also really good. But like, I mean, that was probably a, you know a quarter of what we spent in New York was <laughs> was on that one meal. Yeah, it was it was pretty intense. So how was was it like really really cold there? It wasn't actually. The first few days, it was actually warmer there than it was here uh, when we'd left, at least. It was like in, it was in the 50s, 60s for the most part. And then it got cold for a few days. It snowed a little bit the day before we left. Uh-huh. Um, not enough for me to even see, but uh, or for it to stay on the ground, but it did snow a little bit. So I think you got more snow than, than we did. Oh, God. So you, you flew. So you were part of that holiday airport crush we flew on the cheapest and therefore least crowded days actually <laughs> because like they were it was, like we flew on new year's eve which was oh man the flight back across the country i'd forgotten is like two hours longer than yeah. the flight there and it's really like six hours in a plane is a long fucking time mm-hmm. if you, especially if you can't get to sleep um so the flight there was amazing. The flight back was okay. Um, it was about as good as it could be, but yeah. it was still really long. Yeah. Um, but we, yeah, we had no problem at any airport uh, with any plane. Um, everything was just great as far as that was concerned. Cool, um, cool. You drove all by yourself. I drove all by myself. All most of the way, most the way across the country. How long did it take you to come back? How many days? Two days. It was two days each way. So it was it was a it was a journey of twos. It took me 
two days to get to Baton Rouge, and two days, uh, I stayed in Baton Rouge for two days, and it took me two days to get back. So, it was, um, it was actually, so, being really naive, I really, I just thought, okay, like, I could just plan this road trip like it's any other road trip. Mm -hmm. And then I remembered, oh, shit, it's winter time, so there's this thing called snow and ice. But it wasn't too bad, right? No, it wasn't too bad. I, I, made, I made sure I, I did good enough job planning. So, um, uh, like, like, my first night at, uh, after I left here, I decided to uh, stop in Tucson rather than go all the way to, like, New Mexico or Texas, which I could have done easily, but, like, if I had done that, I really would have gotten into, like, a really bad snowstorm, mm. and I wasn't about to deal with that. It's also, that's, like, we went, we did, on our trip back from Branson, we did Tucumcari to L.A. in one day. That was mm. the last leg of our trip, and that was actually a little bit too much. Yeah, that, that, that. Um, was. That was, like, like, the last hour of that trip is, like, the last hour of 2001 with fucking, like, shapes coming at you, and you're not really <laughs> sure what's going on. But, like, yeah, it was, that was pretty burly. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think Tucson's probably a good place to stop. Anywhere in New Mexico would probably be okay. I think the first night we, on our way out there, we stopped somewhere in uh, eastern, uh, just east of uh, Flagstaff. Like an hour or two east of Flagstaff, so. Yeah, so, um, yeah, and then, it, so going there, I took the southern route because of the, uh, because of the weather. The 10. Yeah, so I took the 10 and then hopped up the 20, I uh, went through, uh, then I spent the next night in Abilene, Texas, uh, on Christmas night. So, yeah, Christmas Day was spent traveling between Tucson and uh, Abilene. Drove through snow, so I got my white Christmas. Mm -hmm. And um, I was really scared when I was leaving Tucson that day. I was very paranoid about not being able to get gas and food because of Christmas. Because this is a very Christian nation, and so, like, their but, god their god is born, so everything shuts down. But it's a capitalist nation, too, so... Yeah, it, it is that. No, so, as, as I left my motel in Tucson, like, I'm like, okay, I need coffee, I'll just go to McDonald's. So I go to McDonald's, closed. What? I go to the Shell station. Closed. That's in, in Tucson? In Tucson. That's nuts. Um, Did so, you do anything in Tucson? Did you see anyone? Do you no, know anyone in Tucson? I know no one. Okay. I could have I introduced you to some people. So I, what was open? Waffle House. Nice. So I went to Waffle My first ever time ever at a Waffle House. So like that was open, so I got my coffee, and then I realized, wait... Trucks usually are are being driven every day, even on Christmas. Mm -hmm. So truck stops will be up, and they were. So that that was fine. And plus, when you when you're driving on road trips, I, I don't know about you, but like I usually only eat one meal a day. In general, I usually only eat one meal a day. Yeah, I'm like I'm like a snake. I eat and then I sleep and then I wake up and poop. Which the snakes like don't snakes. poop. What? Do they poop? Yes, of course they poop. No, they, di no they digest everything, don't they? No, you're... That's, that's insane. Of course snakes poop. Okay. I'm looking this up, just to confirm. 
but uh, but they have small poops though because comparatively yes you're right yeah but because they, they and the acid dissolves just about everything from the thinking of spiders anyhow um yeah and then so i got to baton rouge and it was so fucking hot the whole time there it was like 75 degrees 100 percent humidity and like i was it was just like so fucking swampy so like I, and I didn't pack any shorts so the whole time in the hotel I was it was a pants off dance off uh -huh. you, you gave me a finger I did snakes expel this poop through their anal scale that is called cloaca which also marks the end of their belly and the beginning of their tail the cloaca is the only opening that serves the intestinal urinary and genital tract this is from cobras.org back, uh, backslash how do snakes poop. So, you're welcome. You're welcome for that. Ever wondered how snakes poop? There's a video. Um. <laughs> That's nice. Very nice to know. Um, so, are you, are you, are you going to continue narrating your drive in real time? <laughs> in real time? No, so, I mean, it was, it was a fun trip. I, I saw my... Uh, Dad's grave, my uh, sister's grave, saw my old house. Do you like give them like voodoo offerings or anything when you're there? No, Make just... sure that they're zombies stay. <laughs> no, I just left flowers. You know, did the normal thing. Then I also went to my old house. Do you ever like? Do you ever yell at their graves? Like now that there's more, you know, more of the family's dead than alive. You guys should really come visit me instead. <laughs> No. Sorry, I'm such an asshole. <laughs> You're stupid. I saw your pictures. Your pictures looked really nice. Yeah, no. You took a lot of pictures of buildings and bridges. Buildings and bridges, yeah. Because, A, I was by myself, so that's what I saw. Didn't really take many selfies. Um, yeah, and the food, the food is so great there. Just... Ugh. Probably not so much for me. Not so much for you, no. no. Um, it's not a vegan-friendly... Although there is a ve there are vegan places there. Mm -hmm. No, I mean there's vegan places everywhere, which is really all I ask. Like that, I have uh, options yeah. of places to eat, and that was the one thing that like the thing that people in New York can't believe about LA that, and this is this is really true, and it is like our big cultural failing is that for as many different varieties of food that you can get here, you can't get them after like ten o'clock. Yeah. Which is super fucking annoying. Yes. Um, I wholeheartedly agree. Like, it's by, and like in New York, like, like, you know, I wrote a whole newsletter about it, but basically, like, there was a falafel place that was open until 3 a.m. every night, like mm -hmm. a block away. And for like $4, you could get this amazing falafel sandwich and, and then french fries for extra. And that's why I'm fat. Because <laughs> I was I, like, I literally ate that like f like probably six times while we were there, maybe maybe more, and we were there for eight days. So, um, yeah, just oh my god, Baton Rouge. I just I remember feasting on oh god. There, there's this play restaurant I really like. They're called Parains. Right, uh, right past the Capital District. Uh -huh. Um. They have this plate called the whole shebang. So it's um, fried catfish, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, fried oysters, fried uh, shrimp, 
fried shrimp stuffed with crab, uh, hush puppies, fried gator tails. You realize, like, everything that you're eating are the things that eat all the shit that go, like, yes. falls to the bottom That's of. why it's good. That's not why it's good. That's why it, there's so much of it. It's, like, garbage. It's And gumbo. It, it, yeah. <laughs> it's, but it's, like, there, I mean, like, you know, like, like crabs and all those animals, like, eat the garbage yeah, that, fall, yeah, yeah. that falls to the bottom, and that's why they are fleshy. Yeah, you know what scavengers eat? Fish feces, like in Cecil B. Demented. Um, oh, but it's so good. It's so, so good. Um, and then, on my way out of town, I stopped by Lafayette in the middle of a Cajun country, got a big bag of uh, crackling. I saw that. And uh, they also sold boudin balls. What are boudin balls? So it's a pork sauce. So it's a sausage mm -hmm. uh, mixed with like uh, onion, rice, and this was a dark boudin. So there's pig's blood in there too, and it's deep fried. So good. People eat some weird shit. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm not even saying that that is particularly one of the weirdest things, but like. You know, even, yeah, even when I ate, ate meat, like, the idea of, like, well, and then it has blood in it, it's like, that doesn't sound appetizing. Well, yeah, I mean, it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah. Eastern Europeans eat it all the time. Yeah, so. but, like, they're also the basis for vampire myths, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did something I've never done before yesterday. Oh, you did something. Yeah, what well, I do? mean, not really, because it was online, but I, uh, there was a Twitter thread where I actually reported someone for uh, making horrible anti-Semitic uh, uh, Congratulations! Jokes. Well, what's great about the Twitter, and I've never reported anyone on Twitter before, but, like, what's great about the Twitter report function is that it's, like, you, re you report a tweet, and you, they ask you why, and you say, because of this, and they're, like, oh, do you have any more examples that might make this easier for us to figure out? And, like, sure enough, like, like out of the guy's next eight tweets, like, four of the other ones were, like, like, fuck you, Jew boy, Juju. Like, every single, like, they were really, like, that bad. It was just like, <laughs> all right. <laughs> like, that was easy. And then when I went back to the thread later, they're, they're uh, all, all mentions of them were gone. So maybe they were fucking obliterated from Twitter. And therefore learn their lesson and will never bother anyone again. Oh, God. Yeah, like that will happen. Yeah, well, or maybe they got knocked off of Twitter and now they'll get a $250,000 book deal. So, yeah, I've decided to become an awful, just be the most awful What do you mean, person? decided to become? <laughs> <laughs> but if you want to be Milo, you're going to have to tone it down a little bit, okay? Tone it down? <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, I, I just have to be awful, right? And then I get a book deal. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, 2016 has passed. And what a... Just what a fucked up year it was. Yeah, I don't... And not even I'm not I even don't, talking about politics. No, just uh, just everything. Just everything was awful. The whole like from the beginning it was awful. But you know what I've discovered though is that it might just be not every election year, but like the big 
eight-year election years, like, those might be the really bad ones. 2000 was also a really shitty year. 2008 was a really shitty year. And 2016 was a really shitty year. So those are, you know... Multiples of eight? Yeah, or at least, I mean, like, at least, like, but like, like, you know, what would typically be two-term presidential election years. So, yeah, I guess multiples of eight. That makes sense. <laughs> that really makes more sense than mine. Um, well, I, I don't know. Like, two, th- two, 2000, I don't remember much because of, uh, hooray, drugs. drugs. And then 2008, I guess, was all right, but I was working at Hulu, so I was miserable. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least I was paid. Yeah, I mean, I, like, I don't remember 2000 being, like, the worst year ever, but 2008 was a pretty shitty year, and 2016 was obviously a really shitty year. Yeah, like, I had, what, I had my grandmother die. A lot of people died. Just a lot of people, like, I know peripherally died. Like, it was just a bad year for a lot of people, like... Yeah, I mean, like the celebrity stuff is one thing, and the and the, poli- the political stuff, just it all just sort of feels like everything is kind of coming to an, an end. end. Yeah, yeah. God, it's re- like I'm real, real uh, pessimistic about the uh, probability of survival for humanity. So, might as well enjoy it while we can. <laughs> um, so we're gonna so I'm building I guess we're gonna build that teepee right like in Melancholia yes and Matthew Harrison is not invited no because he doesn't like Melancholia because he's an idiot yes yeah so but we've both seen a lot of movies this year I sense or at least I have, have, have yeah not me I wish I had seen more you saw L, which I really still want to see you, you should see it yeah I've, I've heard nothing but amazing things it and is... I'm like I'm, like, a diehard Paul Verhoeven fan anyway, yeah. so, like, I'm glad to see he's getting some critical praise since I've always thought, like, you know, like, Robocop, uh, Total Recall, and especially fucking... Uh, Showgirls. No, Showgirls is a bad movie. But... Showgirls is wonderful. I have no idea what you're talking about. I mean, it's it's, it's enjoyably bad, but it's a bad movie. But, uh, and Basic Instinct's kind of fun, um, but uh, Starship Troopers is one of the great action films of our time. So. No, Elle is, it's really funny. I didn't expect it to be that funny, but it, it just had me laughing throughout most of it. Uh, yeah, definitely see it. And Isabelle Huppert is just, she's so wonderful. She's so great in playing these really fucked up characters. I saw, um, I saw La La Land. Have you seen La La Land yet? No, I haven't. It's really bad. It's not good. That's why I want to see it. Yeah. I mean, it's not, sadly, it's not bad enough for you to be like, oh, this is terrible, this is terrible, ha ha ha. It's just not very good. Mm -hmm. And it's got some really good stuff in it, which almost makes it worse that it Mm -hmm. doesn't quite work. Um, but I don't know. It's it's just not good. The Jarmusch movie is great. Um, the Iggy Pop one. Patterson. No. Oh. The, he, he made a dramatic movie. Oh, this he year did. Too, yeah. Okay. Um, Moonlight is good, although Brady Snell has sort of ruined it for me. What did he say about? It? I just watched it today. So, but but what did he say about it? Because he's because he's, kind, he's kind, like I, I kind of have a, uh, an idea, and he's kind. I'm guessing he's kind of right about it. Which he is, is kind of right about it. And and it's just stuck with me. Like it, it was one of my problems with the movie. Like yeah. when I saw it, but like just because it was so well made and like that it's last gorgeous. that last 
third of the movie was damn near perfect. Really? I, I feel the opposite. Really? I so love what was that. what was it that that uh, that Ellis said? <laughs> well, he said that uh, the main character Chiron. Yeah. Like. It's totally unbelievable that anyone would actually want to root for him because he has no personality, <laughs> first of all. And B, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's sort of fitting that with a straight person directing a movie about a gay character that he makes him a eunuch. <laughs> and uh, and he, he's sort of right about that. Yeah, I mean... The one scene that I actually thought was like worked really well in terms of in terms of like eroticism is weirdly like the one where the kids are re- like where they're kids and he's wrestling like he and the other boy are like kind of like you know like have that like like kind of like weird yeah. wrestling match and he's mm-hmm. like breathing heavily after it and you kind of get that I and I really liked that because it reminded me of like especially uh, my life as a dog or, or, mm-hmm. uh, or like 400 blows like yeah. movies that deal really well with complex, like adolescent sexuality mm-hmm. without feeling exploitative, but also without feeling like they're sanitized. Um, so I really liked that about it. I loved the way it was shot. It's gorgeous. Um, I kind of don't, I, I think the last, the last third is, I mean, it's, it's good. It's just, it's not as engrossing to me. And especially the thing with it, like his mom seems like a like a character out of almost a much more exploitative kind of trashy movie. Like she, especially in that like the, like the middle, like give me a give yeah. me all your money, yeah, give yeah. me all your money scene. Like, and I was thinking about it. What it made me think about was the uh, was like how good Jungle Fever is at like getting the horror of that and also kind of the like comedy is the wrong word because it is really horrifying but like do you I mean do you have you you remember jungle fever yeah with, the, yeah. with samuel L. jackson yeah. and candy alexander because uh-huh. i'm a k- 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 crackhead <laughs> like, i mean me with the cash and then there's uh, there's something definitely you know you know that has that black comedy aspect. Yeah. Well, and this didn't feel like it was playing that at all. Like, it no. felt, it, it, and I think that's probably the biggest weakness with the movie is that it feel it's so serious and so yeah. self serious, yeah. and it's gorgeous for all that. But like, it never has those moments of like kind of lightness and sweetness that both you know, my life as a dog and um, and four hundred blows do really well. Like four hundred blows, like even even stuff that ends up being kind of serious, like his little like trying to Balzac that ends up catching fire and like <laughs> other like you know like just great stuff in those movies like there's a lot of really fun and funny stuff and in that in that one it just never feels that way and also like i mean it just keeps getting sort of more and more dour and why yeah you like by the end like why do you really care about him mm-hmm. yeah i mean you care about him because you you've been with him at this on this sort of journey through his life and it's an interesting it's an interesting story and it's one that you don't see a whole lot in movies. Well, it's really it's really odd that the only white people you see in the entire movie are background characters at the drug rehab center where the mom is. <laughs> and they're this, not in yeah. focus. Yeah. Which I mean it is great. Like again, it's which not you, which 
Um, unless, which I didn't really notice until someone pointed out to me later that those were the only non-black characters, and I'm just... Like, it's nice to have that, but... Oh, for sure. No, 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 like that, like, and, and again, I think it's a really... I, I do think it's a really interesting, it's a really good movie. Yeah. It deserves a lot of the praise that it's getting, but I don't think, like, I think that... It's not the greatest. No, and I think I think there are better movies this year. Um, and I, I for award stuff, I think it's probably going to get nominated. I, I honestly think that unless there's a gigantic backlash against it, La La Land is going to win Best Picture. Like, I don't think... That, like, And when you see mm-hmm. it, you'll understand exactly why. Because it's another, like... Because it's about L.A. Like, it's about L.A., it's about movies, it's, it's about following your dreams and making art, which is... So it's so going to win. Like, part of the reason I think I liked Patterson so much is because it is, like, the diametric opposite idea of what it means to mm-hmm. be an artist from from uh, La La Land, which is all about, like, you have to sacrifice everything for your art, and, like, it will destroy you, and it will make you sad, and that will make your art better. And, like... And, you know, like, Patterson is just about this guy who drives a bus and writes poetry, and that's it. And almost... I mean, stuff happens in the way stuff happens in a Jarmusch movie. Like, there's no... There's no real plot to speak of, but it is lovely and it is absolutely engrossing um and adam driver is really fucking good like i I didn't think he had it in him but so i think the best movie i saw Mm -hmm. was uh oj made in america it's a great movie yeah it's really good i I watched it a couple times yeah that's to me that's the best um like i said i really enjoyed al i really enjoyed the lobster I still need to watch that, actually. Watch it. Yeah. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, yeah, the, those are the three movies. And then Moonlight, it, the, as time passes, the more I'm not in love with it. Because right after watching it, I was like, this, I was like, oh my god, this, that was pretty fucking excellent. And it really is. Like, in another, in a different year, I think it would be a much stronger movie. Yeah. But it's But not, the more you think about it, the more you see its flaws. It doesn't have much to say. It's, which isn't, which doesn't make it bad by any means. Like, it's, it's a, re, like I said, it's a really good movie, but it's not like, I mean, even, and even talking about it in conjunction with something like with 400 blows or yeah. my life is dog like those are both great fucking movies yeah, yeah. like so it's not to say in any way shape or form that it's not that it's not a really good movie it's just not the best movie of the year i don't yeah. think so resolutions i made a bunch and then you i did yeah um and i'm kind of hoping to stick like half of them that's that's my goal um Faith's doing this thing where she wants to read a book a month um Mm -hmm. which I think is good uh totally doable yeah well she I mean she and I have very different reading habits I tend to be a very she's a sort of slow methodical like pacing herself kind of reader and I tend to be the like I devour books. Gorge. When yeah, when I when I feel like reading, I will sit there yeah. and like read something, you know, cover to cover, uh, pretty quickly. Um, and usually, when I can't do that, is when I just stall out completely and don't read anything. Um, I'm doing audiobooks right. I'm doing an audiobook right now. I'm re- uh, listening to um, *Handmaid's Tale*. 
uh, by Margaret Atwood because mm-hmm. it feels culturally appropriate. Yeah. Um, and it's great. I, you're you're about to start reading Jonathan. Yeah, Jonathan Safran Foer's uh, Here I Am. But I'm currently reading uh, Zadie Smith's Swing Time. Um, How is it? It's really good. Um, it's, um... Rem- it, it has the same pace as uh, White Teeth, her first novel. Yeah. Which um, is the only... Uh, we, were, we were discussing this a little bit before the podcast. Is that, uh, White Teeth's the only one I read. Yeah. I really liked it. But, I mean, she was... She was like equal, almost as young as Freddie Snellis was when she, she was, wrote it, right? She, yeah, she was like twenty-four. So yeah, and Ellis is twenty-one when he wrote uh, uh, or when, or when Lesson Zero was published. So yeah. yeah, she was yeah, she's very young. But I mean, it's a great like White Teeth is a really good book. The stuff with the mice is great. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the Jehovah's Witness stuff is really interesting. Yeah. Um, let's see, my resolution. I I need to listen to more music. And like my my whole thing is not only listen but just cre- also creating just creating art just just doing more oh, creative oh, things. But because Donald Trump got elected, we can all create good art. Amanda Palmer told me so. I know you you really hated that comment. It's so bad. It's so bad. She's such a fucking oh, she's the worst. She's so awful. But you know what? I've said things like that, so... How so? No, because I'm like, okay, now we have this dip hole as president, and now I'm like, okay, music will be good. But that's not true. Like, music is good whether or not there is a repressive fucking fascist regime in charge. And her statement was, like, was manifestly untrue. Like, she's like, I've studied the, you know, like, I've studied this, blah, blah, blah. Things are, things are better under, under fascists, like it was in the 30s. And it's like, um, no, the Weimar Republic is not fucking Nazi Germany. Like, those are not the same thing. Like, the first thing the Nazis did was start fucking, like, knocking down doors and burning all those people's shit. And then the actual people. Like, Fuck off. No, but any, but like I said, my my whole thing, like, just create more. Yeah, know, just just be more diligent about it. Um, well, and that's so that's actually a that's a good thing to take from. Well, I don't know what you know, like I don't know what else to do, so I'm going to make something because yeah. I want to make a statement. I want to say these things that I have because I have a lot more feelings because things are really fucked up yeah. in the real world. Yeah. And that's like that's a totally valid thing. Like her point literally was, we're gonna, we're gonna, like Trump's gonna make punk rock great again. Like that was yeah, literally what she said. Was, uh, and then oh, she okay. wa- and then she like walk, tried to walk it back of like, I'm not saying I'm glad Trump was elected. I'm just saying the art's gonna be really good. And it's like fuck off. No, because the problem with that and uh, like I've never like I don't know Amanda Palmer. Like I've never listened to anything she's done or read anything she's spewed forth whatever okay so, so I, imagine- I don't i don't have i don't have a horse in the fight or whatever a dog in the fight um your your examples here are horrible by the way what? like like first of all the horse fighting is not a thing and dog fighting is a terrible thing <laughs> um no it's fun My, um michael vick thinks so um no, but he, the the problem is his career is, over yet, huh? Is his oh, career yeah. over oh, yet? Long over. No, I mean like he's, but he's still playing, right? No, no. What? No, he's not. 
He's not signed to currently signed to an NFL no. team. Michael Vick. Michael Vick, no. Really? Really? I don't think you're wrong about this. He hasn't played. He hasn't played a snap in the NFL in Since. the last couple of years. No, he, I mean, he made a comeback after the dog, dog yeah. fighting thing. He played for, I think, two years after that. I'm looking this up because yeah. I think you're wrong. Yeah, the guy who actually watches the NFL every week is wrong. Good luck with that. Um, <laughs> I hate you. Yeah, I missed you too. Uh, um, um, he's with the. He was with the Jets in 2014, with the Steelers in 2015. Yeah, but he didn't play at all. Um, blah blah blah. Yeah, it doesn't really say. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, so my, you know, this year I'm just gonna create more, uh, rather than just being passive. I will be more proactive. Um. What are you gonna create? Are you gonna create some music? I'm thinking about it. I'm, I'm thinking of uh, buying instruments. What kind of instruments are you gonna buy? I'm gonna buy a synthesizer. Uh -huh. A drum machine. Um, I don't know. I was thinking about making music too. Yeah, and then I figured, oh, I'll I'll do um, I'll be naked more. I'll expose myself more, so I'll do that. Okay. Um. <laughs> and yeah, I I you know just throw you know just throwing shit at the wall and see what sticks, you know. So. That's it, really. Like, yeah. I don't know. Uh, like, the other resolutions that people all talk about, oh, I want to be a better person, oh, I want to eat more healthily. I'm like, fuck that. That's stupid. That's so bourgeois. <laughs> take up smoking again? I'm thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see how bad Trump gets. <laughs> you know, because if, if we're all going to hell in a hell in a handbasket... I might as well start smoking again, right? I will. By the way, when when we when we turn off the recorder, I'll tell I'll, I'll tell you what my what my secret plan. Okay. <laughs> um. So, uh, like us on Facebook. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Uh, we're, we're also going to have a. Uh, we should, let's talk about the the uh, other yeah. podcast uh, for one second. Uh, yeah, we we are we are starting a new project, Brendan and I. Yeah, which will not be the B and J podcast. It will be an unnamed to, podcast to be determined. To Thirty be, Rock, podcast. much like we did with this podcast. We didn't have a podcast name at the very beginning. <laughs> we're going to come up with a better name, though. but we'll come up with a better one. Yeah, so it's a podcast about Thirty Rock. Uh, yeah, he's a big Thirty Rock fan. I had never watched it before. And you've only watched two episodes, which I think is going to be really interesting because I rewatched those episodes and I'm like, I don't know if I would be super excited about watching the rest of this series if I had only seen these two episodes. So it'll basically <laughs> be me, uh, me... Being a killjoy. D discovering 30 Rock. Yeah. You know, bit by bit. And Brendan sort of uh, gushing all over the place about it. I mean, there's definitely there's definitely going to be some episodes where I'm like, this this one's not very good because that does happen with that show. Yeah, but 
Um, so that yeah, that will be uh, coming up. It will have its own uh, its own feed, its own subscription, its own website. The idea for that one is we're going to try and do one one per week, and they're going to be much shorter than this podcast. Yeah. Um, we're, we're thinking about fifteen to twenty minute range. Yeah, I mean, and I even think on these first two, it's probably going to be the the one where we actually discuss what we might name the podcast. I think will probably be the longer of the two. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, there's not a whole lot to, especially since you haven't seen a whole lot of other other episodes. I don't think that there's going to be a lot to talk about with these uh, these first two. So they may be closer to ten minutes. Cool. But uh, I definitely have some thoughts about them, though. Yeah, I bet I you do. do. Um, yeah, so that's it. Uh, so... Bye. Uh, we will end this podcast with, uh... Some shit-hot vaporwave tracks. <laughs> yes. No, uh, this, uh... I don't know how to talk. Sorry, I'm dead tired. We're, okay, so we're doing this podcast... We're recording this podcast on a Wednesday night. Uh-huh. Uh, as opposed to the weekend, because uh, Brendan had uh, big plans on the big, uh, lots of things to do on Sunday. Yeah, it was, well, basically it was, I was driving up to, I did meet Bill in fucking um, Thousand Oaks at like 6 or 6.30, and I kept pushing back the, our podcast time until I realized, like, we're not going to have any time, I'm not going to have any time to do anything else, mm-hmm. and I started really freaking out about it, yeah. so. So... I'm so basically it's a Wednesday night and I just put in a full day's work. So mentally I'm just bleh. And here I am. His pussy hurts. Yeah, my pussy hurts. Uh, speaking of pussy, so um, this uh, group called not group. This uh, this is uh, Branch Showers. His uh, project called Solve. The new album, The Negative. It's the second song off the album called What Remains. It's uh the, the album is great. Um, I've described it as about fifteen minutes of a hard on, because it really gives me a hard on. So, listen to it. Toodles. Bye. Sure.